0: This week on the show, Steve has questions for Ricky over why he's doing a charity boxing match. Have you ever had a punch, like a boxing glove, in the face? A new segment called Carl Advice. Educating Ricky, including Carl's new tactic of having a second fact locked and loaded. Why is that teaching me something then? so I knew you'd say this, Right. So I thought, right, I'll stick something on it. Also, Carl's earliest memory and heaps more. If you like what we do here and you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. $2 a month, you can be an assistant producer. That gets you the show a week early and you'll never encounter any ads. That means uh, episode 11 is up there right now. And for just $3.50 a month, you can be a senior producer where you'll also get our bonus podcast, The Bready Brett Boys covering content from the wider Ricky, Steve, and Carl universe. At the moment, we are doing Series 2 of The Office, and this week, Episode 4, Motivation, arguably the best episode of Series 2. It's out now at patreon.com forward slash carlypilkboys. Okay, let's air-check Series 2, Episode 10 of The Ricky Gervais Show on XFM. (laughs) Welcome back to the Carly Pilt Boys podcast. I'm David Ferrier. With Stephen Merchant. We are air-checking the old Ricky Gervais radio shows, obviously. I've listened heaps. This is Zach's first time. today. show, Series 2, Episode 10, broadcast October 26, 2002. Zach, your Heat Magazine-style headline.
1: Is this London's favourite radio feature? Meet the mind behind Rockbusters. So... This would be a kind of a profile on Carl.
0: Oh, yeah. The genius who came up with yeah. Rockbus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, second week of it um, fully realized.
1: And uh, it seems to be going off.
0: How so? <laughs> well,
1: they're getting a lot of, uh, well, you know, I mean, that's the old radio trick. Oh, man, so many emails coming in. So maybe they're not being honest with that, but um, I tend to think that they probably wouldn't inf- artificially inflate their position they're not so like, i tend to believe them when they say they're getting lots of emails
0: they're not like me where literally last night i went I oh, like i put out a thing question saying like hey um have a guess of what the uh, final song in this countdown is going to be. And then it got to the final break and no one had called. I went, a lot of you guessed it correctly on uh, on the <laughs> phone lines. Congratulations if you did. Anyway, yes. No, there I,
1: are so yeah. many instances where the bosses go, just add a bit of mayo on it. It doesn't matter if it's true. Yeah. Is that an Australian thing? Add a bit of mayo add on it. a bit of mayo. Add a bit like of as, TST, I've heard as well. Yeah, a bit of... That's definitely an Australian thing because <laughs> that's the tax we have. <laughs>
0: Add a bit of that to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I'm always like, oh, it's no fun if it's fake. Unless you make it, there's kind of, there's a guy on your network actually who does some football broadcasting and he always um, references very niche Seinfeld characters as the people who are texting in and like they're kind of things you have to be a pretty big fan of Seinfeld to know who they are and you say he'll be like oh um just got a text message in um saying that we're doing a great job and that they should put us on over the summer that's from uh Bob Bob Sacamano uh (laughs) and like it's like it took me a few weeks to realize I was like hang on these are all from from Seinfeld and so I like that that's funny because that's almost that's a bit within itself yeah yeah um, but generally I don't like it when people, No, I don't know. I just, if some people don't care if, if it's made up, well, like, who cares if it's, if it's fake? I like to think that it's real. Yeah. I don't like it. I
0: don't like fake callers for phone in segments. They just make me feel a bit. Yeah. Iffy. But, um. I d- it is a thing that – it is a fine art. You can't be – it's like how Carl said in this show about when he when he faked his report card for a, a, an application for a job. He said, look, I didn't go overboard. I didn't give myself A's. <laughs> I gave myself, I think, you know, a couple of C's, maybe a B. If you're doing fake text messages, it can't be like, you guys are the greatest thing. You are God's gift to radio because that's too much. It has to be like, yeah, I reckon you guys are all right. Here's a, here's a way you could improve or just some um, – contribution that feels real it can't be too
1: glowing yeah i guess that's the the that's the essence of a good lie isn't it like (laughs) an element of truth yeah uh
0: so um i suppose well i we haven't done this in a while just like sort of a general check-in how are you zach you brought penguins in today that's very kind of you
1: yeah i found these in the international section of the supermarket uh,
0: they're a bit melted.
1: I, they were in the freezer overnight, but this is how long it took me to find a park. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's you, this area where you're living, Dave. I counted ten trucks, like you know, we would call them a Ute, like a work truck, because they're renovating this house up the road, and they're staking off all the parks. Yeah,
0: street parking around here during the day can get a little.
1: Give Do us a taste test. You've opened up the penguin,
0: and I'll just say there's two. There's there is. No limit parking directly opposite where I live. There's two cars that have been just abandoned. there. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: do they ever move? For six to eight months. There's never been a free park there.
0: I, I'm going to report them as like abandoned cars, but I, can you do that? I, don't know. Yeah. I assume you can. Yeah. yeah. All right. T-
1: taste test penguin. They well, look like a Tim Tam. Have we done this already? No, no, we did Jaffa cakes. I just. Uh, I've, I've had, never had a penguin. Had, this is the first time I'm looking at one.
0: Yeah, we had penguins at my um, at my family home when I was back there for a while, and I remember.
1: Yeah, it's just a... Can you show me the inside?
0: It's a Tim Tam with not quite as good
1: chocolate. Yeah. So Every bad. country thinks they have the best chocolate, though, because shock horror, it just depends on what you had as a kid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no nostalgic connections. <laughs> There's been no advertising with a genie. Yeah. <laughs> refilling a woman's packet of penguins that I grew up with. Um, yeah, not bad. Have you had one yet?
1: No, I'll have one later.
0: Okay.
1: All right. I've already had a number of pastries this morning.
0: What's the occasion? Is it Pastry Tuesday?
1: No, they just sold them in a multi-pack. And I was like, well, it'd be a waste if I didn't eat all of them.
0: (laughs) It's like a bottle of wine. (laughs) If you open it, if you don't drink it, it'll go bad. Um, Yeah, but um, what else is going on? Uh, I'm hoping that, that you might notice a little bit of a sound difference in this week's episode because the... ongoing for a few weeks since basically since we've been I've been back in Brisbane we've been recording in my spare room and turns out shock horror recording in a big empty echoey room is not great for sound quality
1: no so Dave's now got um we're in the cupboard yeah we're,
0: we're facing into the wardrobe all my girlfriend's clothes are facing us I've put up a blanket behind me I don't think it's really doing a great job. Zach's just taking a photo right now. This will be on the uh, Instagram, carly.pilkboys. And then, yeah, I don't know. Look, we're radio presenters. We're not um, radio engineers. So the ongoing audio refining, it's an ongoing project. And it's by, like,
1: well, this is our XFM to better podcasters, capital FM.
0: Yes. E- eventually it will sound very good. It's
1: sweet. an ode to the, po- uh, to the radio show.
0: But I went on a bit of a deep dive into like acoustic treatment and stuff. And it is a wormhole. If I really got carried away, you could spend a fortune soundproofing a room and putting up the acoustic panels and on a better microphone. Well,
1: a lot of, um, you know, I've spoken to radio engineers before. Where where I used to work had a uh, floating, they'd call it a floating studio. So it like wasn't connected to the floor. I don't really know how it works, but there was some type of layer between the floor of the building, in the floor of the studio. But I'm like, ultimately, it's just voices that are three centimetres away from a microphone that are talking. Is it really that important to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in a radio studio to get it completely soundproof when it's like these days, people are just recording things in their cupboards, making podcasts and no one can tell the difference?
0: Yeah. uh, Talking into a bunch of clothes. What was the- I'm curious now. What was the makeup of the portable office? Was it a couple of- No,
1: it wasn't portable. It was just like the studio was in the middle of the office space and they said that it had a floating floor. So, like, you had to step up to get into it. Um, But it was so that it's not, I guess, I'm guessing, that it's not connected to the structure. So, if something reverberates through the structure, it's not coming through the studio. So, it's kind of like, you know how you have um, in some countries they- Uh, Earthquake proof their buildings By having them so that they can kind of Move independently to the ground They can wiggle a little bit Yeah, I think that was generally the idea But honestly I could not tell the difference to any other studio I'd ever been in
0: Yeah, but I mean I might need to invest in a floating studio Here in my apartment
1: (laughs) Maybe we could just like um, Set everything up on Like um, A waterbed or something like, is that the low-budget version? Why a water bed? Well, because I feel like that that would absorb any <laughs> any any vibrations. If this
0: doesn't work, Zach, next week, we're going in the bathroom. <laughs> Just because it's a smaller space. I know bathrooms are notoriously bad, but I feel like I can stick more. i got pillows up in the I little know. port windows. I'm really trying... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really trying.
1: It um, looks like it is not far off a child's fort. That's the <laughs> that's the vibe that I've got at the moment. It's like you've got you've got mum and dad sheets out. <laughs> you've had a morning to yourself and now you're asking mum and dad if you can sleep in it please. I'll be really good.
0: There is a Venn diagram where <laughs> Children and adults crossover building for- children building forts and adults crossover and that is podcasting because uh, you're right all all we're missing is the is the roof yeah um, yeah how good was building forts the
1: best the Do best Build a good one always with every holidays would be in the bush and we'd build a bush cub- fort yeah cubby houses but then the whole fun of it you know we'd build bridges over the creek and we'd dig out you get a big bush and then you cut out the middle of it. So like you disappear into it. Mm. Um, and the whole fun of it's building it. Cause then you get finished and you're like, you sit in it for about three seconds. You're like, this is boring. This sucks. <laughs> the whole fun is get in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was always jealous of families, fr- family, friends who had like a big L shaped couch or yeah. like multiple couches that True. you could rearrange. Well, I had Cause a bunk then you bed. create the structure.
1: Bunk bed was pretty good. Cause you can just throw a sheet over it. Yeah. That's cool.
0: That's a, that's a quick way to get a fort. Yeah. Blanket. But again, again, that's another thing that's re-emerged as an adult. Uh, bunk beds in hostels traveling through Europe. I learned the hot tip. Bring a sheet with you. Because then you take the bottom bunk and tuck in a sheet under the mattress of the top bunk. Instant privacy. You mm. can be wanking.
1: It's- is, that, is that how they sell it? <laughs> that's
0: how I sell it to other people. Hey, have you ever wanted to have a big wank in a room of 14 other beds? Um no, but then you then you tuck in the towel at the end. And then you don't have to I don't know, I, I get the impression you probably haven't done that much time in hostels.
1: No. Uh, once or twice, but like not in a shared room.
0: I've done I did like three months straight and then a few times going to America. Um even just reducing the need to make eye contact with everyone that comes in the room.
1: Yeah. A bit awkward.
0: It's worth it. Did I
1: tell you, because the radio station you work at, the one that I used to work at too, overlooks a backpackers. Did I tell you what we saw on air? I feel like I told you.
0: People having sex on the roof. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Because you used to do late nights, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're live during a break in my, (laughs) <laughs> My co-host just starts trailing off and I'm like, Are you okay? He's staring out the window. He's like just not interested in the story. And he's like, I think I I could be wrong. <laughs> he's like, God. And he's like, either she's choking and he's performing a Heimlich maneuver, or those people are having sex on the roof. Oh wow.
0: <laughs> uh did you start offering a play-by-play?
1: Um, no, we went to audience? a song and felt very awkward, <laughs> we were like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't think, are we, can we talk about that on air? I don't know. When the song ended, was it still going? Um, I don't know, we didn't, I, I didn't bring out a stopwatch and, uh, why, what's, is that what you're referring to? No, I'm
0: just, you know, wondering how long it went for.
1: I think it was uh, pretty impulsive mm-hmm. and, um, probably over pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Most rooftop sex sessions are pretty impulsive. I don't know if you plan much of that sort <laughs> of stuff. But that's pretty fun. Yeah, no, I've worked, I've looked, uh, I, to this day, work in the same studio looking directly over those. It, there's like, it's a, it's it's sort of known as a hostel alley because there's a bunch of them. And, of course, during COVID, there was basically nothing happening. But I do a night's radio show now. When am I going to see some sex while broadcasting, while doing the Movie Mondays quiz, poorly presented plots? Um, let's get on with the show. So this is series two, episode 10.
1: This, by the way, uh, your girlfriend Brooke, uh, suggested that I have a licorice tea because you guys are out of chamomile. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing. It's good. It's so good. Maybe replace the chamomile? Uh, honestly, it's up there. Okay. I'm told it's good for your voice and Brooke, it does Brooke feel like said, it coats yeah. your vocal cords.
0: Brooke is a performer. She would know. She's all, all about taking care of the vocal cords. I'm sticking with my, uh, English breakfast. Um, because we're talking about an English radio show. Also, I live in a suburb called Tenerife. I think I've mentioned that before on the show, but every time I think of it, I think of it as an XFM reference, Carl's favourite holiday destination. Uh, Break one. Carl's getting a bit of credit, becoming a bit of a producer. That is before he very quickly gets tormented by Ricky and Steve when trying to tease segments for this week's show, and Ricky and Steve decide they should never refer to stuff Carl has said in the past. Break two, they are talking about Ricky's celebrity boxing match. So, it's coming up in about five weeks' time. And I'm very much looking forward to, Zach, when it happens because there is a televised special all about the build-up, all about the training, Mm. and then the fight itself. And is it
1: funny or pretty straight?
0: Uh, It's a bit of both. I mean, Ricky's funny because also Ricky is training with these real hardened boxing veterans, and he's bringing his nervous... Funny energy to it. Well,
1: the um office episode that I watched last night in preparation for the Brady Brett boys that we'll record later today. Yep.
0: Patreon.com
1: forward slash Boys. Uh, Ricky gets his shirt off after he comes off stage. Yeah. Quote unquote stage in the business seminar. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, Oh, is this his uh is this his boxing body? But this was recorded before he started training, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and
0: that, and even that episode was a few would have been filmed a few months before, but that—that's funny you mentioned that. That's the moment that I paused and called Brooke into watch. I mean, watch what he does when the woman walks into the room. Oh, when he uh, sticks it's his so chest subtle. out. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so Steve r- lets us in on a bit of Ricky's psyche. He would rather be able to beat up a bunch of thugs in a pub than be the funniest man uh, in Britain. And we both had the same thought, Zach. Ricky Gervais must have loved the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk.
1: Yeah, a suburban kind of schlubby guy. Suburban
0: who, John Wick. Yeah. He's just a he's a family man in the suburbs, but he can just destroy anyone he faces up to.
1: It's so interesting. though. That, um, that's such a that's such a man thing to desire. Yeah, it's like I could take down a whole train of yeah. thugs. It kind of reminds you of like when you're a kid and you're watching. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever And they take on a whole army of foot soldiers That's what you think of in your mind You go out in the yard and you're like ha, ha.
0: Yeah, I could do it If I was in the Old West, I'd walk into a saloon And every a hushed silence would fall Yeah Across
1: It's interesting too because a lot of funny people Being funny is the most important thing So like I remember Conan talking about once He really struggled with the idea Someone asked him, would you rather be funny or happy? And he's like, I'm gonna have to think about it <laughs>
0: Oh, you've broken my brain.
1: So um, the fact that Ricky would rather be a buff guy <laughs> who can beat up a, a train full of people is interesting.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he auditioned for that movie or if he, if he when it came out, he
1: got on the Were phone they phone the same age, do you reckon? Bob Odenkirk and Ricky. Also, just Bob about. Odenkirk has a more of a dramatic pull because he did um, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Which is just, kind of a like a... He's a flat
0: better actor as well.
1: Yeah, he's very good. Odenkirk.
0: I'm going to find out how old he is. He's 59. Yeah, they're about exactly yeah, the same okay, age. Yeah,
1: interesting. Ricky's uh,
0: 60. So we also learned that Ricky has a blue belt in karate and that he's taken up smoking cigars. So then Steve comes up with a radio stunt, a classic radio stunt that since Ricky is training for a charity boxing match, they should let him do this. Have you ever had a punch, like a boxing glove, in the face? No.
1: I think you should let us punch you next week live on the show. You'd like that, wouldn't you?
0: No, because I just, well, because you've got to get used to it. Because I think you're going to either um, cry, <laughs> just start crying inc- uncontrollably, or just run away. Good idea. They should have done it.
1: <laughs> yeah, these days you'd live stream it, head to our website now, or head to our Instagram to see Ricky get punched in the face. Oh, no, you'd record it on your phone in slow-mo, like at 240 frames.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might do a four-week build-up to an OB from an actual boxing ring. Yeah. It would all build up to that 10 past eight. At 10 past eight this morning, Ricky's going to get punched in the face.
1: They always have like a loose connection to why they have to do it as well. It's like, have you ever been so far down a story arc or one that you're listening to on the radio and you're like, hang on, why are we doing this? And it's like, oh, he needs to get used to being punched in the face and it's like, I Yes, I guess that makes sense. There was
0: one, uh, there's a politician in Australia, quite eccentric one, called Bob Catter. And the Nova Breakfast Show in Sydney decided to build the Bob Catapult and catapult a car. It cost $100,000 and went for for weeks and weeks. I think it was purely born out of the pun.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make much sense uh you may have seen uh
0: <laughs> but i met there's one of the few things that i've memorized like remembered
1: you may know bob Catter from he had a pretty globally viral clip that same-sex marriage about same-sex marriage where he's Maybe kind of doing a very poetic um piece of prose about may a thousand flowers bloom but i ain't spending any time on it He does this really sharp turn to talk about crocodile attacks in northern Queensland.
0: The real issue is how many people have been eaten by crocs. Yeah, he's a politician from north Queensland. In break three, uh, Ricky tries out a stand-up premise. Basically, that's how I'm describing it. The the thing, the police in the small cars. And surely that they're like, Sarge, no, don't give us the small car. And then they go on to talk about how... Um, police doing um, paperwork in cafes and that sort of thing. And it occurred to me that first responders, p- police, firefighters, the like, they have not been able to capitalise, Zach, on the working from home revolution.
1: No, you can't really zoom out a fire, can you? No. There's no button for to shoot water. <laughs> also, a firefighter is one of
0: those professions if you're a doctor on an airplane and someone's having a medical episode is there a doctor here you can go yep yeah, and then you can see them but if you're an off-duty firefighter and a fire
1: breaks out you kind of you kind of need you, you, you could gear. say what you would do yeah. does anyone have access to a large amount of water because otherwise <laughs> no could... we're thousand feet in the air okay but <laughs> if, if we
0: did i
1: would point the water at the
0: fire and i would tell everyone to get back it doesn't translate the skills, the profession.
1: No, no. In the same way. Um, yeah, I wonder during lockdowns and stuff like that, I guess the police were roaming around. I saw police going around. I don't know what it was like globally. But, you know, they'd go around, and I think, just checking everyone was doing the right thing. Yeah, I think it's a- it actually
0: got worse. Like, for a lot of office workers, it got better in the sense of, you know, reduced commute and less um, time with your annoying co-worker, Janet. But
1: uh, for police, it got worse because they had to, like, enforce all the rules. Yeah, I doubt of any of them enjoyed doing that. <laughs> like, I don't think you got into the uh, police force yeah. to make sure people were uh, only being in groups of three or... A right.
0: bit further apart. That's not point. <laughs> hey, are you exercising 1.5? or having a picnic? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, get did, up. No uh, picnic uh, blanket. Did I, didn't I? did I see you when I passed through here before? No, that, no mask. $200 fine. No, stay there. Don't walk away. Stay there. Got to give you a fine. Break four, Steve is still um, chasing tickets to go see Bruce Springsteen. He blames Carl. um, Wanted to know, Zach, have you ever just flat out asked for something on air?
1: No. I don't have much confidence. (laughs) Everything I've done on air is designed in case it goes poorly. (laughs) There's always a ripcord. I, like, and I don't have any confidence in the fact that I could ask for something and someone would come through with it. You know, that's never entered my mind. Oh, a good way of getting this would be to ask for it.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Can you expand on that a little bit more? I always think if we,
1: like, are, like if we have something that is, like, you need certain stories for or something, it's like, okay, but if that doesn't work, we'll do this. Like, either a backup story. So, we always have something ready to go. Or, like... Um or yeah, maybe it's like, oh well we'll just go on Instagram and find some people with those stories and get them to be callers or
0: So it's not like Carl later in this episode where <laughs> if his first fact doesn't work, he just hits him with
1: another quick fact. No 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 no. It's not like it's not as if you'd go like, Hey thirteen ten sixty, uh uh, uh it, what did you find in your car? And then you wait and you go, okay, well, I'm not seeing any calls come in. So, let me give you a fact about antelopes. (laughs) (laughs) It's never never been in the same breath. You should try that out sometime. (laughs) That'd be pretty funny, actually. It's like, we're just abandoning that halfway through. (laughs) They did that a few weeks ago on this show, didn't they? Didn't they have like a call-in topic that they're like, we decided not to do it anymore because none of the answers were very good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, by the way, sorry, complete It's just reminded me, and I've just not asked you about it. You were, there's just been floods in Brisbane and you guys did local drive. Yeah. How did that go? Uh, yeah, really well, thank you. How much comedy was there in talking about people losing their homes? Not
1: much in people losing their homes, but they did, um, they wanted it to have some, there's like, it can't just all be really heavy. Cause they're like, there's a lot of people that, you know, it's just too much if it's all super heavy. So they're like, it, if you can find some type, well, okay. So for example, there's a, um, there's an iconic, um, structure in Brisbane, Stefan sky needle. Stefan is an eccentric hairdresser who purchased a sky needle, like a large, it was like 80 meters tall. And it used to shoot a, um, he used to shoot a spotlight out at night and circle around.
0: The 80s were a better time.
1: Uh, he purchased that for the city as a gift. But then he's this eccentric Thanks, He's this eccentric hairdresser where his logo is a rainbow. And then while we're on air, a rainbow formed above Stefan's sky needle. And so that was fun. You know, that's a bit of a sign that things were going to get better for Brisbane. Mm. So, you know, we could m- have fun with that.
0: I can see you handling more
1: serious subject matter
0: how does dom go how, how do you how well do you, funnily do you enough you feel like uncomfortable in that yeah zone? it is a bit
1: weird we have that that was a part of like you always get the feedback can you do serious stuff though everyone's like yeah you can have fun but if you want to be on a breakfast show you got to handle the serious stuff the funny do thing about know? dom though is um for example dom's got a journalism degree <laughs> like he's fine he can do serious stuff he's done that he worked with the abc which is like the uh like the bbc where he like reported from unemployment lines and stuff like that there's different people are multifaceted we're adults there's we're not always silly yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. you, you you're silly on air and then some people think that you are like that all the time i'm like i've got a family at home <laughs> like i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: fair enough oh cool so it went well
1: Yes, yeah, thank you. Nice,
0: nice. Back on the show, um, a absolute savage burn from Carl uh, when Ricky asks this question. Carl, what's Steve ever done for you? That's what you've got to ask yourself. What has Steve ever done for you? Well, he took me to the BAFTAs. Yeah, but only because no one else would probably want to go with you. (gasps) Don't you love Steve's I think Steve's high-pitched reaction betrays his true feelings there. That he cannot believe he said something like that. Or that maybe he actually couldn't get anyone else to go to the BAFTAs with him.
1: Yeah, that kind of um, constant jostling between Carl and Steve is still there.
0: Yeah. And I think that is such an awesome burn that that grab needs a little something extra. Carl, what's Steve ever done for you? That's what you've got to ask yourself. What has Steve ever done for you? Well, he took me to the BAFTAs. Yeah, but only because no one else would probably want to go with you. <laughs> Got him! Stay down, Steve. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, sick burn. Ricky says he and Carl are texting each other. Did you pick up on that? He said, oh, yeah, me and Carl are texting each other trivia.
1: Isn't that sweet? It's
0: a cute little friendship insight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been texting previous weeks. Remember, Carl would do would you rathers. Yeah. I think that's where... Feet for Hands came in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, What would you... Don't worry. I've made my mind up. But I just... I love it. It's a a 40-year-old man and a 30-year-old man just texting... texting. They have
1: quite a cute relationship, whether it's it's going for a curry or playing football in the garden.
0: Well, exactly. It's very... There's something very childlike about um, Ricky and Carl's friendship at this point. It's very innocent. They are, yeah, playing soccer in the yard. They're walking down the street, encountering cheeky... Cockney chaps and texting each other trivia like, um, like this. You can see it's from Carl at the top, but just read it out as you scroll down. Just read it out loud. Is this a text message from- Yeah, this is a text message to me from Carl. Read it out. To see at night as well as an owl, you would need eyes the size of grapefruits. If only Stephen could turn his head right round as well. Carl, I can't read it.
1: That does seem a little unnecessary. (laughs) Like, it's, like, really leveraged in, isn't it? It's so good.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. Um, Steve is never far from Carl's thoughts. In Break 5, it's when they uh, get onto the topic of Carl surviving, waking up to find an anaconda swallowing (laughs) from his feet up. Anacondas are in the same category as like quicksand for me hmm. and ingrown toenails, things I was very scared of as a kid. Mm-hmm. What was on your list? Um, I think there's a John Mulaney bit where, where he says, like, when I was a kid, I thought quicksand would factor into my life far more than it has ended up. Is that
1: where that I started? Was- is it? Because I have seen that as a meme a lot. Was that a John Mulaney uh, joke? Well. I doubt yeah. he took it from the meme.
0: It's somewhere. Yeah. But it, it I, I don't even know why. Was it Indiana Jones movies? No, it's like
1: one of those classic things. So cartoons, this is my theory. So when I, I mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier, they've got katanas. These like, these razor sharp swords. But yeah. they never attack anyone with them. They have to cut down the chandelier and the chandelier falls on them because they, they had to figure out a way of just being violent enough. Yes. There was a great college humor um cartoon on it years ago where it's like he started using the katanas to actually disembowel people and the other gonna ask the other ninja turtles are like what are you doing yeah,
0: <laughs> because there's been multiple ninja turtles movies and he often is like slicing away at people but you never see the moment but also the movies someone in the <laughs>
1: movies might be a little they, they're a bit older this these cartoons were meant for kids but my point is i wonder if quicksand was a way of having some type of conflict that they could run into that wasn't um violent but it did still have high stakes so like they're running through the jungle the characters they're not going to be attacked by like by a panther because that would be way too confronting for a six-year-old but i wonder if quicksand was just enough
0: that's a, that's an interesting thought it's also something that creates uh tension and um a, a situation that they need to get out of for their lives but still allows them a moment to talk yeah. it's like they're being—you know—when you're being kidnapped or held hostage, but you don't need to go jump through the hoops of establishing the the um, antagonists, the bad characters who put them in that situation. It is just simple as one moment I'm running, next moment yeah. we're stuck.
1: And also, it's just something that can come out of nowhere. If you think of yes. writing; it's just a coincidence. We've just coincidentally run into quicksand, unless they were like, "Oh no, we can't go that way. That's the quicksand field." Yeah. It- so they're.
0: Um, Carl's suggestion, by the way, or, or his uh, the advice that he's picked up is uh, let the anaconda swallow you up to your knees, then cut its mouth, peel it off, and walk away.
1: I doubt, and I could be made to look like a fool here, how often do adult-sized humans uh, get eaten by anacondas? I That's imagine it doesn't happen
0: Answers often. on a postcard. Uh, and send them in to carly.pilkboys.com. I don't know. I do remember growing up with a friend who was very into anacondas and we'd watch the movie Anaconda quite regularly. And I remember seeing in a book that one had been cut open and there was a full-size adult inside its
1: belly. Wait, hang on. That was a real book or uh, like supposedly. a fake
0: book? No, supposedly. Are you doing a bit of Googling right now?
1: Okay. Uh, the The number one response just says on Google... Uh, Reports of giant constrictors actually killing and eating humans are quite rare. Okay. So, it doesn't seem like it's impossible.
0: Green anacondas are one of the few snakes capable of consuming a human. However, this is extremely rare.
1: Well, one of the number one hits as well is five reasons why you can't get an anaconda to eat you. Okay, hang on. What? That, that sounds like that <laughs> someone like wants, <laughs> wants to be eaten by an anaconda. Five ways to get your
0: anaconda to eat you. Play hard to get.
1: I think, though, don't you think that was like a common following on from what you're saying about childhood with quicksand? Um, the same thing with an anaconda. Carl's thought process here is like he's totally relieved now because he has this plan. It's yes. like once someone has explained how to get out of it, you're like, "Phew, okay." Well, I feel like I'm equipped with the right knowledge now. <laughs>
0: I can bravely stroll into the uh, to the Amazon as long as I've got my knife. Which, um, but this conversation brings me to a new segment called Carl Advice. Because last week Carl served out a bit of advice on the show. If you got problems, don't think New York's the answer. Carl Advice. And this week's Carl Advice... If you're going to go into a jungle... Always have a knife. Okay. Always have a knife, yeah. Simple. (laughs) That was this week's edition of Carl Advice on the Carly Pill Boys. So, then they go into educating Ricky, uh, stocking Aiken and Waterman, not his vault, and get a lobe of this. Then on to break six, sea line... Did you... Did those... Before we move on, because this is your first time hearing them, did any of those headlines, hearing them for the first time, because I just can't remember, did you start thinking, what could that be about?
1: Kind of. They're also hard to digest when you hear them in audio form. I'm driving around and I'm like, what was it? Not not your vault? I I think the guys made the same assumption. I thought like a vault that you might put valuables in. That's what I went to.
0: You said you're driving around. Was your daughter asleep in the back? Was yes, it a- <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Getting her to sleep.
1: <laughs> it's a good. That piece hasn't of changed. Time. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a good uh, way to multitask. What What age does that stop?
1: It should have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't like sleeping. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, occasionally Brooke has to drive me around in her little Kia Rio, Me just in the back because I can't sleep. And uh, are
1: you forward facing or back facing?
0: I'm just, I'm curled up on yep. the uh, Yeah, I've got my little, <laughs> I'm right through the middle actually.
1: Well, actually <laughs> now that uh, the, the fuel prices have gone up like 30%, oh, man. I, I we actually have to stop. It's becoming, it's like $10 a drive. Yes. It's <laughs> like, so
0: much. Sorry, look, I love you and I want you to sleep, <laughs> but not that much.
1: Well, also now it's cooling down. I can go back to what I used to do is like just walking six kilometers. <laughs> in like the stroller but it's like it got too much i'm like this is this is taking too much energy to put you to sleep does she or did you or maybe
0: this is what comes after falling asleep in the car in during a drive i was a mad go to sleep at restaurants kid i would go under the table and curl (laughs) up at everyone's feet
1: uh she's too too young for that i did that when i was um i was page boy at like my cousin's wedding or something like that and um yeah i fell asleep under the table
0: but I, I think it's because it like the driving thing there's something very cozy about yeah. the rhythm and the 100%. vibration when it's you're warm in a cocoon and you've just you've eaten and every you can just hear everyone chatting it's very there's there's some sort of internal primal Don't, feeling it, it of feels
1: safety. like yeah it feels like you're a mouse in a hole in in, yeah. in the forest
0: and you know that everything's going to be okay and you can yeah some of the best sleeps i've had have been on the floor that's table. such, this is
1: such like something that like in therapy, they'd be like, talk about that more. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the idea, cause I totally relate to the idea of like, when, you know, like I remember being at my grandparents' house. So my, my parents and my grandparents were in the next room playing cards all night or whatever. And I'd go to sleep. In the bedroom, and I could just hear that murmuring, and it makes you feel very comfortable. You know, that there's someone out there. Yeah. They're, they're out there watching over you. Kind I used of to thing. ask
0: my parents to stay up and keep watching TV until I went to sleep because I used to sleep with the door open. Yeah. And I, so I could see the light and I could hear them because knowing they were awake yeah, and comforting. watching TV made me feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Therapy Corner on the Harley Cook Boys. <laughs> and let's move on to break six. A sea lion has a better memory than an elephant. There we go. We've learned another thing. Uh, And Carl comes in with a great observation. Well, they don't get up to much, so they should remember because it's the story about the sea lion that came back to a zoo or wherever it was 10 years later and still remembered the trick that it did. And Carl rolls out the great question, what do they do? His question for a lot of animals in the animal kingdom, what do they even do? Uh, they talk about get a lobe of this and uh, it's a ridiculous story about a woman hitting her head, a deaf woman who hits her head and then uh, her hearing comes back. Uh, It's ridiculous and Carl... uh, No
1: no truth in it?
0: Ricky, well, I, I tried to Google, you know, find the real story. You know, I like to do that. Didn't find anything. But what did you think of the tactic that when Ricky didn't like that fact... Carl goes, oh it's alright, well, I'll um, I'll f- hit you with this instead. She wearing a Walkman and it fell out and she'd realised, sw- oh, there's no happened. explanation. There's no explanation? <laughs> well, why is that teaching me something right, then? Right, so I knew you'd say this, right? So I thought, right, I'll stick something on it, do you know that bee's are deaf? <laughs> <laughs> no! No, you can't
1: just, no! <laughs> I love no, it. If you ask someone something they don't the answer, they don't tell you something else. Love it. It reminds me of like an Ocean's Eleven, but we were trying to get caught. Like, you know, like he was like, he's like, no, 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 no. I was prepared for you to say that it was a bad fact.
0: You've fallen for my <laughs> trap.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love, 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 love his problem solving that instead of making the actual thing better, He's like, I'll just do more. <laughs> like, I'll just put more half-assed facts in there. That's an excellent
0: way to look at it. I also like the way Steve looks at what Carl has just done. That was the equivalent, Carl, of running away. Ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Got him back.
1: Back and forth. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a uh, distraction method, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Have it over
0: here. these uh, look- deaf? Yes, I did look it up. Bees are almost totally deaf and rely mostly on their sense of touch. In a single colony, there can be as few as 5,000 or as many as 100,000. After mating, the queen lays up to 3,000 eggs per day. It makes sense because if they weren't deaf, oh, it's awful noisy. I don't know if you've ever been around bees. Just constant buzzing.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't be able to sleep. I'm a big fan of bees. Yes, I've you are. There's posting them bee- on my Instagram all the time.
0: Bee content, Zach Manda. look him up because uh, you also know the different species of bees as well there's the one with a blue stripe on
1: it yeah what's my favorite bee blue banded bee thanks for asking
0: and why is that
1: because it looks cool <laughs> <laughs> and then there's other reasons too uh, it's a buzz pollinator so they they buzz even harder no one buzzes harder than a buzz pollinator dave and and what uh what what benefits does buzzing harder bring oh because it like um it adulates the pollen i guess and, and knocks does, it out of the flower.
0: And what does- Because you, know, agile- do you know
1: you know, the birds and the bees, right? You know what the bees are doing? You know what the birds are doing? Yeah, you know the how exact. they're vital to our <laughs> to our ecosystems? No, they go and they get, what do they get from there? pollen? I don't know, nectar? <laughs> they get something from the flower, but they're going flower to flower. So in the meantime, they're fertilizing the flowers. So they're taking one thing from a male flower and taking it to the female flower. And then, oh, that's how we get fruit.
0: <laughs> and so the royal blue is that what it's called it?
1: no blue banded bee. The blue banded bee is the best at doing that not necessarily it's, like
0: it's a... just cool and well, it's so really you...
1: fast you, when, when you look at it it's noticeably faster than the others it's the cool bee,
0: and you uh film them in slow motion
1: so yeah i got a lot of time yeah, on right. my hands
0: yeah. <laughs> Zach uh they roll straight into the second part of educating ricky it's not his vault um which was the, what was that one? Oh, the electric guy. He couldn't take a bath. Again, couldn't find anything about that one. Yeah,
1: that one seems uh, uh, so. That didn't even seem like it had enough for them to riff on. Yeah. They were kind of like, we don't know where to start on this one.
0: And then the third one, put a sock in it. Um, do you agree with Ricky that that one's a real one?
1: What's well, plausible, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's just to me, it makes more
1: same. sense than putting a sock in a mouth. And I've always thought that was weird. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Why not? They, but they kind of, you know, they come unstuck when they're good, because <laughs> like that's his goal. But then when they achieve the goal, it's worse radio. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's any time where, like, when when he did the whole series of um learning about Che Guevara and Hitler and stuff, we had sort of nothing to say about it because no.
1: when things go well, it's kind of like yeah, okay, it's less funny. But Ricky even mentions that. I think he says, "See, that's a good one," and he said, "Less entertaining." But I learnt something. <laughs> yeah,
0: true, true. Uh, then uh, let's move on then to uh, Carl's quick response. I love this. What is Carl's earliest memory? Quick. Uh, start now. Go back. <laughs> what do you remember? What's the first thing you remember? As a kid. Yeah, yeah. just done it right. now. Being in a hole and having our dog licking me face. <laughs> <laughs> That's your earliest memory?
1: Did, did he say being in a hole? Being in a... <laughs> Well, no, just being in the hall at home. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. <gasps> Funny. Um, so you had that ready to go.
0: Do you have yours earliest memories,
1: I It's hard to put them in uh, chronological order. I imagine, because it's a reference to my age, I remember fighting with my older sisters because they were calling me a toddler. And I said, I'm not a toddler. I'm not a toddler. So, what would that be? Like three, I guess, probably? Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, did you start quoting your age in that way that kids do? I am three and two thirds.
1: I think because I didn't like the idea that they were criticizing. A toddler implies that I toddle. And I'm like, I can walk just fine. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, I have a memory
0: of um, being at a little like petting zoo type thing and taking myself out the back Finding a giant broom, like an adult-sized <laughs> broom, and then just pushing it. But I wonder if that is informed by the fact that there is a photograph. Yeah, that I'm moment. always thinking that. So they show, and I go, I remember that because I have the vision, like you know. But but maybe it's there's a little bit of uh, like the photo is giving me the memory.
1: Does memory freak you out, or just make? It's just weird how like you can you can't remember something, and then you sit there. And you kind of squeeze your eyes (laughs) And and you're like, oh, I remember now. Like, isn't that weird? Shouldn't it be hard? And fast shouldn't it be either you remember or you don't? Why can you try to remember?
0: It's your brain's RAM.
1: It's yeah, booting up,
0: searching. The electricity's going through your brain (laughs) and trying to find the toddler memory.
1: That's right, because my wife talks about the neural pathways. So it depends on how strong the neural pathway is. So I try when I have like nice memories, I try to like. I try to strengthen, I'm like, I I want that pathway to be a highway so I can always remember
0: this. (laughs) strong. So when I have an intrusive thought, if I'm just walking down the street and my brain goes, Hey, remember that time you uh, hugely embarrassed yourself? Is that because those moments of intense, like feeling and embarrassment create strong neural pathways?
1: Oh, uh, that's possible. That sounds plausible. I, I, we've got we've reached the extent of my knowledge. Can, can so you I'm ask no
0: longer your psychologist wife, and uh, come back to me next week. Yeah, sure. Thank you, thank you. So then they get onto the rock in Rock Buses in break eight. Uh, the big prize this week, Stigmata. I'll never not be jealous that they were able to just give away DVDs. What I would give to just be able to do prizing on a radio show that is just a DVD or a CD, and people like that.
1: Oh, you just mean everyone it. expects $10,000 now? Well, you
0: can't, because everyone go. well, what do I do with this? What do I do with the DVD?
1: All ah, right. Yeah. Oh, they, what could you give away now? Movie tickets? I guess you, uh, yeah. that's not bad.
0: It's Uber Eats vouchers. Uh, movie tickets isn't bad. Yeah. Fuel. Fuel's a <laughs> yeah. big one right now. We'll just give you a, a milk bottle full of fuel. Um, Stigmata, <laughs> 22%, the official rating on
1: Rotten Tomatoes. What is Stigmata? I'm not sure of a who's in it.
0: Patricia Arquette and David Byrne, I think is who they say. Have you seen it? Any I good? remember when it came out and it's um, it's about a woman who gets yeah. the stigmata thing. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I've seen it.
1: I think um, uh, Steve, who's into films, kind of says, oh, it's all right in this episode.
0: Yeah, I think Ricky so, says that. Yeah, yeah, so I don't if, think if it's like... It.
1: um. I don't think it's, like, laughably bad.
0: No, it's not quite Children of the Corn. Yeah. Uh, but 22% official reviews, 63% audi- audience score. So, it's one of those ones where there's a big discrepancy mm. between what the critics and the audience thought. The critic consensus, the story is unconvincing and the acting is weak. Mhm. So uh, the Rockbusters answers Justin Timberlake, Weezer, Coldplay. You got Coldplay, didn't
1: you? And Weezer.
0: You did get Weezer. Well done.
1: I was annoyed that I didn't get Timberlake in the end. It's one of those ones where you go,
0: <sighs> Justin Timberlake.
1: Yeah, we won't be. That's doing... pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, it's not bad. I think that one's pretty good, we except w- that for the fact that Ricky points out that a lake and a river are very different things.
0: Yeah, there. There's a. Uh, is this going to give give too much away? Will it? Will it? Rob you of the enjoyment of when it actually happens. Um, I don't care, I'll risk it. There's one where the answer is Whitney Houston that is just as delightful as the uh
1: Justin Timberlake. Uh, the they do remind me I did enjoy driving around trying to think of the Justin Timberlake one, and it reminds me I'm like, was this their version of Wordle? <laughs> like, you know, where everyone sits down and like, I'm gonna do the Rockbusters today. Did you get the Rockbusters? What <laughs> were the Rockbusters? Um, yeah, if only. If only New York Times had bought Rockbusters
0: off Carl for a million dollars. We won't be doing – I won't ask you next week's Rockbusters because I think we tried – It's it. too excruciating. Right, it's excruciating, <laughs> I think, to listen to, particularly because I just I throw them at you. There's no prep time. So um, in Break9, when they, when they give away Rockbusters, we get a bit of a, a key phrase in the development of their relationship – and that is when Ricky makes this observation about Carl. Ricky Gervais with me, Steve Merchant. Carl Pilkerton, who's uh, our producer. Yeah, a, a proper producer our now.
1: Producer. No, but it's he's, he's more like it now, isn't it? Before he was someone who pressed the buttons, then he was somebody who pressed the buttons who we just made talk like mm. a, a performing monkey. I hear he's and going to be lured away by the Today programme on uh, Radio 4. Because <laughs> they've, they, they've lost their news editor, I think.
0: Okay. in Ricky, quite topical.
1: I feel like there's a bit of jealousy from Sivet. I think he's a
0: producer. That's a fine title for him. Well, what Ricky was getting at before he was interrupted was that at first he was just pushing the buttons. Then he was pushing the buttons and we we made him speak. Now he's bringing all of the content. Mm. He is running the show.
1: And, yeah, there's a distinction between an FM producer and a producer of a... High-class news show. That's fine, but there's a difference between presenters on those things as well. Yeah. They then go into the song with a story,
0: 24 Hours from Tulsa by Gene Pitney. They react to the song and uh, talk about songs that make them cry and end by not promoting the episode of The Office, which is going to be on tomorrow night, the motivational speaking episode. What is my mind. They just do not. And I was thinking, is it because they don't want to associate, while it's on TV, they don't want to associate this radio show I with don't, such not I just quality. think it's
1: they don't have a plan. Yeah. I just think they don't think about it. I think Ricky is the type of guy who, he just shows up to this radio show. He doesn't have a plan for the show. I don't think he's the type of guy that's like, I want everyone to watch it. I'm going to go to a lot of effort. I think he's the type of guy that's like, I don't, you can watch it if you want to, or, or I don't care.
0: And it adds to the myth of this show and its
1: place uh, alongside. What do you think? Why do you think they don't promote
0: it? I, I think you're probably
1: right. I also think
0: maybe they see it as sort of uncool to
1: self promote.
0: Self promote. Maybe. Whereas I am currently making a cartoon. <laughs> and part of our whole marketing campaign is because I'm making it with a friend who does a whole different radio show in another city whole part of the marketing campaign that we had to like pitch as part of how to get funding for it from the, you know, the funding body here in Australia was that every single week when the new episode is coming out, they will dedicate a segment to it on the radio show to say, hey, what's uh, this week's episode of Charles Dino? Well, this week is going to be this and they'll play a clip and they'll say, oh, go watch it now. On, on Well, because online. these funding
1: bodies, they, they want some insurance that the money's just not going to disappear.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but obviously, it, obviously, the BBC doesn't have the uh, same thing. Can't we just make art for the sake oh, of it, Dave? No. Um, that's what we're doing here <laughs> on the Carly Pilt Boys. What was your favourite bit from the show?
1: Uh, probably the way Carl has a has the pistol hidden in his ankle holster (laughs) ready with the B-fact. The bonus fact. I like that. But I I love his burn on Steve
0: about the BAFTAs. That the only reason he took cars because no one else wanted to go with him. Next week, Series 2, Episode 11, comedian Ross Noble gets in touch with the show. Great. And how cool is this, Zach? I am speaking to Ross Noble for my regular radio show, Next week. And you better believe I'm going to crowbar in questions about Carl Pilkington.
1: Yeah, you should. And can we play a clip on this show? I'm
0: going to do a whole separate and uh, say, Ross, look, okay, the, the main interview's over. Now, Carl Pilkington.
1: <laughs> yeah, do it. Talk, please. Because he uh, lives in Australia now. He does, Like yeah. on a farm somewhere here. Yeah, in Victoria. Uh,
0: we get the first appearance of the legend that is Richard Anderson, the biggest fan of the show, and Carl sells uh, a couch, a futon, live on air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's oh, next week.
1: That's going to be good.
0: Contact us, Pod at gmail.com. I'm getting a bit slack at responding to them, so I apologize if you've been in touch and I haven't replied yet. I will get to it. Uh, if you do want to get in touch and get a response quick, Patreon.com, baby. That's where to do it. Oh, look at him. Patreon.com Look at him. What a superstar. Carly Pilk Boys. I will always prioritize uh, the contact that we get on that yeah. uh, over just the regular email. He'll take a
1: photo with you if you're in the official meeting. <laughs> group. But if you come up to him on the street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No time. No, I do. I see them. pot at gmail.com. Instagram, carly.pilkboys. That is where you'll find the link to our merch as well. Someone sent me. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting your name right now. But someone got the um, – there's the water bottle with the drawing of a glass of water, and it says boring underneath it. Someone got one and sent me a um, a photo of it. you got so to post you. that on Instagram. I know. I know. I'm no good at that. And also, look, I've got the – I've noticed yours. The, the mug with the horse in the house design. <laughs> nice and simple. Uh, currently got Pilt Boys. Uh, Zach Mander on Instagram and TikTok. What's going on on your TikTok these days, Zach?
1: Um, oh, You can see the uh – the rom-com with the possum outside my house. That was something oh, that yeah. went pretty good last week.
0: Zach, Z-A-C-H-M-A-N-D-E-R, Zach Mander, Instagram, TikTok. I'm David Ferrier, cartoons. Um, that animation that I said I'm making, eventually you'll uh, you'll get some news about that on there. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week for Series 2, Episode 11. If you are a senior producer of the show on Patreon, Patreon, Look forward to uh, the Bready Brett boys. We're covering the Office Series 2, Series 2, Episode 4. Uh, motivate It's called Motivational, Motivational Speaking. That's going to be out on Thursday. Someone did pick me up that usually I just put it out the day after this. But am going to put it out on Thursdays just to give this uh, episode a bit of breathing room. So we'll see you on the Patreon then, Zach. See you next week. See you. Bye. Yeah, just done it right, now. Being in the hall and having our dog licking me face. <laughs> <laughs> That's your earliest memory?